0: This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. On today's episode of At Close of Business, here's senior editor Sean Cowan discuss why women's football is a huge market waiting to be fully developed. But first... Here's the news you need to know today.
1: Singaporean property developer Fragrance Group has purchased London Court for more than $28.3 million with the arcade to leave the hands of a local family for the first time in more than 70 years. The open-roofed Heritage Retail Lane was constructed in 1937, occupying a prime strip of real estate between St. George's Terrace and the Hay Street Mall. Originally, London Court was home to 53 shops, 55 offices and 24 residential flats, but it's since been refurbished a number of times and now comprises 34 mall-level shops, 57 commercial and office tenancies spread over four levels, with an area of more than 3,000 square metres. The 80-year-old precinct has had just two owners in that time and has been held by a private family since the 1950s, but the asset will soon belong to JK Global Treasure, one of 12 subsidiaries of Fragrance Group. The sale follows a five-month global campaign led by Collier's international director of agency, Ian Mickle, who said the company had been inundated with inquiries from local, interstate and international buyers. According to Mr Mickle, the investor has indicated it does not intend to make any significant changes to the heritage listed asset. Fragrance Group recently completed the $200 million NV apartments on Murray Street and is progressing a residential development on Milligan Street. And farmers backed Covalent Lithium has signed a lease for its planned quinana refinery project with the state government. In a press release today, the government confirmed the company had entered a long-term lease for 40 hectares in quinana, with the lease commencing today. The company is 50% owned by Wes Farmers and 50% owned by Chilean business SQN. The refinery would be the third in WA and would produce 50,000 tonnes of lithium hydroxide annually. That would support production of batteries for about one million electric vehicles per year. In May, the EPA recommended the company's refinery should proceed, after Wesfarmers approved the Mount Holland mine to supply the refinery in February. The implied cost of the refinery and mine was $1.9 billion, according to Business News. And growth in WA's domestic economy was the second lowest nationally in the June quarter, but state final demand was still 12% larger than a year prior. State road and rail projects provided support as WA's state final demand grew 1.2% in the quarter, according to the Australian Bureau of Statistics. That was below national average growth of 1.7% with only the ACT posting a smaller increase than WA. But that is only a small part of the picture. State final demand measures the size of the internal economy and excludes exports and imports. The biggest impact on WA's economy was from government-funded road and rail projects, which contributed to an 11.7% rise in public investment in WA. Private investment fell 0.5%, thanks in part to a reduction in new engineering construction in mining of 5.4%. Lower construction work in mining was offset by a 4.5% rise in machinery and equipment investment driven by heavy machinery purchases in mining. Across the financial year, WA's state final demand grew 12.4% from the lockdown low of June 2020 to be $54.7 billion in June 2021.
0: We'll be right back. in the know. No Optus Stadium is the perfect place to host. Weddings, parties, anything, whatever the size of your wedding, ball, graduation or sundowner, our award-winning Optus Stadium makes the perfect backdrop. Our space equals peace of mind. Our chefs equal world-class catering. Our service equals happy guests. Want to create lasting memories for your guests? Visit optustadium.com.au to find out more. Sean, I've dragged you kicking and screaming into the booth yet again for another episode of our Close of Business. And this week we're going to be talking about women's participation in professional sporting codes. And uh, you've made an interesting economic case for it in our latest issue. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, the case was based around the existence of the
2: AFLW. And uh, as a keen football follower, I'm I'm, uh, particularly aware of the criticisms of the money that is being poured into the AFLW by the AFL. Uh, and the fact that the, the AFLW competition doesn't necessarily generate the sort of cash that's required uh, to, to justify the amount of spending that's being put into it. Um, but the argument is more about future. You know, it's, it's just like any business. You've, you've got to spend that capital up front to actually build the business. And, uh, and you know, the, the, the thought is that if you can get... Uh, if you're ignoring 50% of the population by not providing them with a professional sporting competition and a, a you know a career progression pathway that that ends up there for for girls and and young women, then you're you're effectively shutting them out of the game. But so by creating that pathway more and more young girls and youths and, are and uh, likely to play the game and develop a love of football earlier. And, and that's a love that continues into adulthood and they, they may end up as supporters and, and therefore customers for the
0: game. Some critics point out that uh, women's sport, and particularly AFLW, is uh, not quite up to scratch with the AFL or even Waffle here in WA.
2: Yeah, so look, I I uh, I'm a member of both the Eagles uh, AFL club and AFLW club. Uh, you know, I've I've watched women's football. Um, yep, I I concur. It's you know an AFL a, a waffle team would certainly give them a, a hiding in terms of the, the quality of football. Uh, and, and, you know, perhaps even you know, A-grade amateurs and things like that would uh, would be a pretty good match, I would have thought, for them. Uh, but, you know, that's not the point. You, you know, I mean, you can say the same about most sports. We're talking about biological issues here. We're not talking about... Um, you know, aptitude or or, um, uh, perseverance or anything like that. And um, I I think I use tennis as a bit of an example. I mean, I actually enjoy watching women's tennis more than I enjoy watching men's tennis. Now, the the male tennis players, I'm damn sure, would would beat the the female tennis players, you know, in most cases. Uh, But the game is a better game to watch because, you know, female tennis players aren't just serving aces or faults. Um, and, and as a result, you know I, I can sit there and watch it, but uh, that doesn't mean they're going to get paid more money, or they should get paid more money. You know, and and I think the same is true for for AFLW. Um, and while they can't generate the funds yet that they need to pay themselves, you know, quite the money that the AFL players are getting, I think that time's coming, and the, and the money's got to be put in at the start to get to that point.
0: Mm, and it sounds obvious here, but the business case for having an additional league that generates the same revenue eventually is pretty decent. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, there's only so
2: many football fans in Australia at the moment. So if you add if you add teams to the AFL, and look, they're looking to add teams at the moment, like Tasmania, you're going to pick up some more supporters. But realistically, those supporters are probably already supporting an AFL team. I mean, before the Eagles came in, I supported Footscray. Uh, it's not as though they gained me. As a, as a person spending money on football I already did I just spent it on a different team So the same goes for Tasmania Now is that the case with women? No I suspect they'll get, they'll get new people into the game By getting women into the sport so, so girls who are growing up now Who would just fall away from football And not really have an interest in it I suspect, we will actually become lifelong football supporters because of the fact there is a women's
0: league. And so that actually adds to the amount of money in the system. Mm, I'm sure Peter Gutwin would disagree about the uh, drawbacks <laughs> or positives of having a team in Tasmania. Uh, Sean, thank you so much for your time today. No problems at all.
1: We understand that business relies on being informed. That's why Business News is your most reliable source of news, industry insights and business connections. To stay fully informed, we encourage you to subscribe to our emails, flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates. It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections.
0: This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon
1: wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.